Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company, challenging the status quo and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of innovative craft brews and non-alcoholic options, it's good to have friends. Learn more at Lagunitas.com. On Wildcard, the new podcast from NPR, you'll hear people like comedian Jenny Slate reflect on their lives. What is something you think about very differently today than you did 10 years ago? Dressing. Like, not salad dressing. I've always loved it and I'll never stop. <laughs> dressing my body. That's all part of the new game show, Wildcard, only from NPR. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with NPR's Tiny Desk producer, Bobby Carter. Bobby. Mr. Hilton, we're back at it. What's up, man? <laughs> it's New Music Friday, and we're doing a quick rundown of the best albums out now on November 12th. We got new ones from Courtney Barnett, Aesop Rock, and more. But we start with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack with their debut album as Silk Sonic. Okay, 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 okay. Now, have you ever been with a player? Take you downtown where they treat me like the mayor. Take you to the crib where you take it upstairs. What's upstairs? Shit, I'm going to show you later. Don't eat a spatula, everything catered. Extra flavor. Go ahead, sprinkle some trouble on your mashed potatoes. I'm trying to love you. Is you going to love me back? You only get what you get. Ain't you ready? Mars and Anderson packed together as Silk Sonic. Their debut album is called An Evening with Silk Sonic. And Bobby, I know we were talking a while back about how you were kind of nervous about whether they could pull this off. But man, they really deliver. They did, man. I always get nervous when you bring together two massive acts like a Bruno Mars and Anderson pack. You know, we haven't heard from Bruno Mars since he basically what dominated 2016 and 17 with 24 Carry Magic and to me, Anderson Pack is still one of the most, if not the most exciting artists in music. And so when you bring those two artists together, like the expectations are just, they're too high, man. Yeah. You know, the, the pressure's on. So you, you kind of like want to stay away from it, but they came with it, man. They delivered. I think another thing that happens when you get collaborations at this level, I mean, artists at this level with all the resources they have at their disposal, I think you often end up with a record that is is so perfectly produced that it ends up being kind of sterile and soulless. And that is not the case here. It's the record is tight, but it's not too tight. Yeah, I think it's it's fun. It's loose. They don't take themselves too serious. And, you know, speaking of production, you know, the guy who handles the bulk of the production with Bruno Mars is a guy I'm sure everyone's tired of me talking about. His name is D-Mile. Yeah. Uh, To me, he's like that secret sauce who it really sort of lends to the authenticity of the sound. The last song, Blast Off, is just like,
It's the best song they've ever recorded, man. It's, it sounds, they really, it sounds like some Earth, Wind, and Fire, like, kind of, it's amazing. And still, while it's classic and timeless, it's, it's still current, you know what I mean? It's still, it still, right. it sounds fresh with anything else that's out right now. An Evening with Silk Sonic is the album from Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack together on this great record. Thanks so much, Bobby. No, thank you, Robin. All right, another new release out today that we're loving comes from the Japanese pop band Atarashi Gako. It's called Snack Time. This is Atarashi Gako. Their new record is called Snack Time. The song is Free Your Mind. And contributor Christina Lee here to talk about this one and uh, another record out today that we're loving. Hey, Christina. Hey, Robin. Dear Lord, this band, uh, (laughs) my heart just swelled with joy listening to this new EP, Snack Time. I mean, they're like a boundless good time personified. Yeah, I mean, Adarashi Gako was founded only in 2015, right? Um, So they haven't been around for that long, but they had essentially emerged, like fully realized as a group. So you have to imagine that they're wearing school uniforms from the 70s and 80s, and they're doing these really frenetic dances to match the music that's at once inspired by hip-hop, there's some headbanging in there, but then also there's some post-World War II Japanese avant-garde dance. And the music is just as energetic, frenetic, even a little bit crazed, I would say. A lot of the lyrics are in Japanese. It's kind of a mix of English and Japanese. Uh, But what are they getting into on some of these songs? So while the music is extremely confident with how it sort of matches all the different genres, I think the the lyrics in of itself sort of reveal how agonizing teenage angst could be. Mm. It's really interesting because I think part of their mission statement as a group is to dispel this notion that this coming of age period should be idealized or idolized. So like with Happy Hormones, for example, that was a song that, you know, on the surface just sounds incredibly sweet, pretty innocent. But the bigger message with that is about how, you know, modern society's pursuit for serotonin. They talk about Mm. serotonin being the happy hormones, like how that pursuit is never ending. And so it kind of poses this question, like, will we ever be satisfied the more that we continue to search? So the music is really smart and interesting in that regard as well. Yeah, everyone needs to look up their U.S. debut live performance that they just had on November 6th. It was at the Head in the Clouds Festival. You can watch it online. And I won't try to describe it, but people need to check it out. It is, if you need to just feel good, even if only for a few (laughs) songs, then definitely check that out. And this EP, Snack Time from Atarashi Gako. 
And Christina, we'll do one more before I let you go. Uh, and it, it could not be more different than what we just heard. It's a new record from the electronic artist and composer John Hopkins called Music for Psychedelic Therapy. Have you reached Nirvana yet, Christina? <laughs> oh, are, absolutely. Are you, are you uh, levitating oh, over man. the microphone? This is John Hopkins' music for psychedelic therapy. The song is Love Flows Over Us in Prismatic Waves. And this album, Christina, is pretty much exactly what the title suggests. It's this deeply meditative music. Yeah, you know, albums like these mark a really interesting development where I think uh, there's renewed interest, I should say, in psychedelics research and therapy. And, you know, in this particular sphere, it's DJs and producers like John that are sort of acting as the shamans. You know, they're advising on the music and really kind of working with these scientists to figure out what sorts of music lends itself to a trance-like state, as well as sort of to bring out therapeutic qualities that this music could potentially reach. It's mostly ambient, mostly instrumental. He does include uh, a little bit of hint of vocals here and there. And, and there's this interesting bit of guided meditation late in the record on a track called Sit Around the Fire. It's really time for you to see through the absurdity of your own predicament. You aren't who you thought you were. You just aren't that person. And in this very lifetime, you can know it. Right now. The real work you have to do is in the privacy of your own heart. And that's the voice of Ram Dass, an author and spiritual leader. He wrote a book called Be Here Now 50 years ago. Uh, died in 2019, and uh, Hopkins collaborated on this track with a, a contemporary classical artist known as East Forest. But you can listen to this track and really get into a deep trance. I think the more meditative, calm, contemplative aspects of the music, coupled with the title, I'm, I guess what I'm interested in seeing is how this music opens people's eyes back up to drugs that were sort of previously stigmatized. I'd be really curious to see, I guess, just how this album or music like this like sort of carves a path forward. John Hopkins' new record, Music for Psychedelic Therapy. Thanks, Christina. Thanks for having me. We still have a few more albums that we want to play for you on this week's show, including the new one from Courtney Barnett. But first, we need to take a quick break. 
This message comes from NPR sponsor Carvana. With thousands of options under $20,000, plus customizable financing terms and down payments as low as $0 down, it's easy to find a car that fits your lifestyle. Visit Carvana.com or download the app today. Terms and conditions may apply. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick look at the best albums out now on November 12th. We start the second half of the show off with Courtney Barnett. She's back with a new one called Things Take Time, Take Time. This is Courtney Barnett. Her new album is Things Take Time, Take Time. The song is Turning Green. And here to talk about this one is NPR Music's Hazel Sills. Hazel, welcome. Hi, Robin. I'm curious what you make of this new record from Courtney Barnett. I kept waiting for her to tear loose on the guitar and start shredding on it, but this album is really the opposite of that. Yeah, I think historically I associate, you know, Courtney Barnett with super, you know, self-deprecating humor and wit and also, as you said, incredible guitar rips. And yeah, these songs, you know, aren't that huge on this album. They aren't blown out rock songs. They're a lot softer. And I had read that she had written most of this album in 2020, starting at the beginning of the year. And then obviously, as the pandemic began, that kind of shaped her writing of the album and sort of the way she explored relationships on this album. And, you know, I think of Courtney Barnett as being a songwriter who really kind of looks inward. She kind of looks out on the world as like an anxious introvert. And I think on this album, she's really kind of looking for the positives in her life and sort of reaching out to friends and family as almost like a self-help guru. Yeah. She's just very plain spoken on this record too, you know, and just reflects on how hard it can be just to get through a typical day. 
Yeah, and I like that she kind of approaches those feelings, again, with humor in a very relatable way. It kind of takes the edge off. You know, I think the intensity of emotions that I imagine a lot of us have felt for the past two years. I love that moment in the song, Take It Day by Day, where she advises a friend to not stick a knife (laughs) into the toaster. Um, And I I just love moments like that. I think they really define the way Courtney Barnett looks out on the world and, and how she processes, you know, her own emotions. Yeah, I love it when artists try different things and mix up their sound. You know, she gets a lot more into synths and drum machines on this record, for example. But it feels to me uh, on this album like it's more than that. This isn't just a, mm-hmm. like an ex- exercise on her part. She's She's really opening up and letting us see another side of herself. Yeah, and I think that's really refreshing. I mean, you know, this is her third album, and I think that she has established herself as, um, and I mean this in a positive way, but almost like a clownish figure. She kind of mm. makes fun of herself and she makes fun of the world and, and the little mundane moments um, of life. And it's nice that she's um, working through her emotions, I think, in a, in a much more intimate way than she has before. Courtney Barnett is the artist. Her new record is Things Take Time, Take Time. Thanks so much, Hazel. Thank you so much, Robin, for having me. We still have a couple of other records that we want to play for you on this week's show, including a new collaboration with Aesop Rock and the producer known as Blockhead. But there are some other notable releases out today that I want to mention, starting with the 30th anniversary edition of Nirvana's Nevermind album. Yes, if you were around and remember when it first came out, I'm not making this up. It turns 30 years old this year. And this latest edition has 70, 70, 70 previously unreleased tracks, including four complete live concert recordings. Nirvana's Nevermind, the 30th anniversary edition out today. Taylor Swift's re-recorded version of her 2012 album Red is out today. Red, Taylor's version. The jazz pianist Bill Sharlop has a beautiful new album out today called Street of Dreams. And the English rock band Idols, they're back with their fourth full-length record. It's called Crawler. All that music out now on Friday, November 12th, along with these last couple that we want to play, starting with Aesop Rock and Blockhead. Their new collaboration is called Garbology. Circle tuffies. I learned to remember turned to good for apps of smurfly nothing. We buddies when you need a beaver hat to birth a bunny. Any other day it's heed the curse and don't disturb the mummy. Disturb the mummy. I've heard it turn your Monday into bright lights hovering over crop circle country. Slow clap when your cold facts capsize. Soul clap through your last rites. True gum from my lows and I'm to flatline and ask life not to be a dagger through your bagpipes. Strike another match with no sensation in my feelers. This is too much information. Breaking plates and taking T-birds away. He flees roam between seizures. Still talking grease, launching T's in the bleachers. Take them to your leaders, leaders, leader. Even a redeemer like I need to speak to senior A. Every dollar you bury under a tree. Will the art that inform how you speak? Little black books stacked to the beams. It all falls into the sea. Shoe box full of photos from the scene. All or nothing you've been stuffing up your sleeve. More stuff than you possibly need. Aesop Rock and Blockhead together on the record called Garbology. This song is called The Sea. And back to talk about this one and one more record out today is WXPN's John Morrison. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? 
Aesop Rock uh, and the producer Blockhead, they've been working on and off on projects for like more than 20 years now. Uh, mm-hmm. What are they doing on this latest one? This this album, Garbology, it, what immediately jumped out to me for this record, Aesop is doing his thing. He's really spinning together all of these funny, surreal observations about the world around us. But what jumped out to me was just how Aesop and Blackhead have refined their own particular crafts stylistically. The production on this record from Blackhead is so rich and it's beautiful and it's dark. Sometimes it's lush, sometimes it's minimal. And the musicality of the production in a way matches Aesop's delivery as well, which is like he plays around with phrasing in a different way. It's it's really dope to see how both of them have, have grown together as collaborators over the years. Yeah, Aesop's flow is sort of, it's kind of full-throated and punchy, and it's it's kind of like it's in your face at times. Like, it really demands your attention. But then he'll, his lyrics will be so funny. Like on a song called Difficult, he says, Every time an influencer offers advice, I feel years coming off my life. Which, <laughs> preach, right? Uh, right. And there's, a, there's another cut where he rhymes chicken noodle thermos with marching out of the army surplus. Yeah. And then I think you said dark and beautiful. You know, then there are other songs that are kind of creepy. You know, there's one where he talks about, he just keeps saying over and over again how, I found something in the woods I want to show you. You know, like, God, what did right. you find in the woods? And I don't think I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, he, he has a real knack for digging into this kind of emptiness, but also like the bizarre absurdity of life and like this spiritual malaise that a lot of folks feel, particularly in uh, Western culture, he's a master at pinpointing that feeling, that feeling mm. that things are not quite right inside of the self, but also in the world around us. He's he's very good at articulating that in great detail, but then also he'll take it and turn it on its head into like a funny phrase or, or something that's like completely bizarre and absurd that makes you laugh out loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's an interesting contrast between the dark things in life, but also the fact that a lot of it is funny and mm. how weird and, and dark and messed up it is. Aesop Rock and Blockhead, their new project is called Garbology. And John, we've got one more that we want to play and talk about. It's from the rapper Joel Ortiz. It's called Autograph. Uh. Imagine a world full of no colors Just sisters and brothers, fathers and mothers Unconditionally loving one another Under the Lord's watchful eye We occupy the third rock in the sky 93 million miles away from where lava can fry My mama in labor on the 4th, the hottest July 48 hours later they heard a marvelous cry Rattle in my tonsils, I'm staring at who's responsible For smacking me on the ass, get a pass We in the hospital, fresh out the womb Scour the room, a new flower just bloomed My mama tells me, you were supposed to come out me in June A gentleman standing over me says, hello there I delivered you, I look back at him thinking, oh yeah Okay, so where do we go from here? I'm hoping nowhere Cause everyone's so happy in here and they make it so clear 
If this is life, then I love it. I turn my screaming up. The doc says I bring them right back. Let me go clean them up. They wipe off all the discharge. Hand me to my mama, say, we writing up the discharge. 24 hours later, we in my Uncle Chris car. Made a left into the projects and the life of being piss poor. Onesie sliding up and down the hallway on the sixth floor. Note in my hand, borrowing cooking oil from Miss Moore. Kicking on the witch door. Jumping down a flight of stairs, clearing the syringes. Luckily, I was dope enough to miss them shits by inches. God, I can't t- turn this down, right? I mean, it's like, man. Joel Ortiz's new album's called Autograph. This song is Uncle Chris's car, and his stories are so compelling, mm-hmm. and his rhymes are so clever. I just don't you find yourself just hanging on every word? Yeah, compelling is the word for it. You know, Joel Ortiz is really one of the best lyricists working in hip hop right now. A lot of folks know him as a member of the supergroup Slaughterhouse. But he probably makes the best music from like a songwriting standpoint and, you know, a standpoint of world building through lyrics. He's really one of the best ones doing it right now. And all over this album, he has so many funny moments and cocky moments, but also these beautiful and heart-wrenching introspective moments throughout these songs. He's really giving you like his whole life story in this music. And the moments he shares are like riding around in his Uncle Chris's car, these memories of growing up that just really capture and illuminate the entire human experience, you know? Yeah. He he has a song uh, on here called OG, where he's talking about uh, growing older. He describes waking up and his body feels stiff. I wake up feeling different, back stiffing, joints cracking, snapping. I mean, listen... Some days I don't want to get out my bed at all. It got me on a stat and I'm rapping with high cholesterol. He talks about taking medicine for cholesterol. high cholesterol <laughs> <laughs> and shopping at Home Depot. Uh, but, but he ties it. It's, it seems funny and it seems light. But he, you know, from those little moments that he describes about being a man getting older, he kind of walks you down into this whole idea of yeah i'm here and you know i'm an og i'm an old head but i survived i'm here because i survived all of this other trauma and and these like precarious life situations that i went through as a younger person even on the song uncle chris carr he starts it off by describing his own birth in great detail and then as the story goes they get into his uncle's car they take a left and they go into the projects and then he gives you his entire childhood from that yeah. moment, which yeah. is brutal. And it's he's surrounded by violence and all of this stuff. And he ties it all together at the end. Like, damn, my uncle should have made a right. You know, yeah. <laughs> he should have made a right, you know, while we were driving on that day that I was born. And, and you know, I could have had an entire life. And it really sparks a light bulb in your head about it. it you know, how this is a really clever and novel way of talking about how environment and circumstance can completely change a person's life trajectory. Joel Ortiz is the artist. His new one is called Autograph. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. As always, you can hear full versions of the songs we featured, along with a whole bunch of singles that came out this week, in our expanded New Music Friday playlists. 
Look for them on Apple Music, Spotify, or on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. And if you want to keep up with the latest Tiny Desks, new music, features, and more, sign up for our weekly newsletter at npr.org slash musicnewsletter. All one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Salute those who get to be our OG. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR. On It's Been a Minute, we're keeping you in the know when it comes to culture. I break down the latest trends and the forces behind them and introduce you to the creatives who think deeply about how we live today. Come for some good old cultural analysis and have a few laughs with me. Listen to the It's Been a Minute podcast from NPR. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch, and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR.